0: All right, welcome in, Hot Podcast, episode 95. Travis Stradon, Spencer Maddox here. Once again, we're going to talk some college football, but first, tell you guys about Coach's Corner in Savannah, the number one sports bar in the area and our title sponsor for over a year now. 3016 East Victory Drive, or if you want to call your order ahead, 912-352-2933. Tell your server, your bartender, John Henderson, the owner, that Hot Grits Podcast sent you, and they'll hook it up on the bill for you. Cold beers, hot wings, 196 billion televisions. Your spot for bowl season, for the NBA, NFL, and any other sport you can think of. Once again, tell your server or bartender that we sent you, and they will hook it up for you. Check out Rubbin' and Grubbin' NASCAR Show with Brandon Bain on YouTube, as well as Carl Demasi show on Saturday mornings. Find that on the Coach's Corner Facebook page. As well as Carl Demasi's Facebook page. All right, for the ninety-fifth time, it's the Hot Crates Podcast.
1: I mean, I've always kind of believed in aliens. I don't know if I believe in flying saucers.
0: You like might as well just walk like up to Cupid like 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 while he's on his lunch like break like you know, like crank heat he like or something. a little baby right We'll see that. We're almost
1: uh, three minutes into our sports <laughs> podcast and yet to bring up not one sport. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Stop, drop, okay, Spencer, we are dumb as shit. We thought Georgia would actually win that football game. We thought Georgia would cover. We did. We're dumb. We're dumb. We're stupid. We don't deserve it. Uh, I just feel like a little man. Well, we deserve what happened to us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was um, just basically made us all look stupid, feel stupid, and deservedly so. But perhaps, uh, but nobody to felt- be
1: fair to us. To be fair to us, everybody thought the same thing, right? Like I was going through Twitter and I saw so many quote tweets where it was like Georgia's going to roll over these dudes. Oh yeah. Like it was a, a bloodbath for media in general because almost everyone picked Georgia.
0: Yeah, all the so-called experts.
1: Yeah, uh, like ourselves.
0: Right, and we are so-called experts. Yeah. Talking heads, if you will. Alabama 41. I claim
1: to be a so-called expert, you know what I mean?
0: Georgia like, I, I 24. Uh, Georgia led 10 nothing, with 14 and change left in the second quarter. From there, Alabama outscored Georgia 41-14. to Pretty, pretty brutal. Pretty, pretty and bad.
1: It it appeared like Georgia couldn't get any pr- – like Jordan Davis doesn't look right in this game the entire time. You know what I mean?
0: He played somewhat sparingly. Like it didn't seem like he was on the field for as many snaps, which, which I guess none of Georgia's defense or offense has had to play 70 plus snaps. I think Georgia snapped the ball 78 times offensively, uh, Alabama 70 times. Some on a full football game that Georgia hasn't had to play.
1: It's kind of crazy. Like Alabama just got better and better as the game went along too. Wild.
0: Very similar to what happened last year. Georgia gets out to a lead with Stetson Bennett at quarterback Uh, And then Alabama figures it out pretty quickly and then boat races them to the house toward an SEC title. Um, Just could not feel any different this week than it did last week. So we're going to talk a little bit about Georgia, Alabama, and then the college football playoff. I guess what we have to do is dibby out some blame, right? Everyone wants to say it was this person's fault. It was this decision. It was that. Uh, Truth of the matter is it was a little bit of everything, but there are... People and decisions to be blamed.
1: Um, our I'll, first finger should be pointed at Kirby, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, thanks. yeah, that's
0: what I have. So I have 40% Kirby Smart to blame, 30% the defense, 20% that's a minute, 5% God, 5% Braves fans sacrificing other teams during the <laughs> World Series. I saw that. that That's how I'd be out to blame, and we'll go through them. I mean, I don't think we'll pick on God, but
1: Stetson wasn't great, but he wasn't awful either. I, I, I don't I don't know that I would put all the blame on Setson Bennett. You, there was, they gave up so many points, man.
0: Like, yeah, 41 from, of them. Yeah,
1: from the second quarter on, too. They scored all of those from the second quarter on. Yeah. So, I mean,
0: you... I think it was 24 in the second quarter alone.
1: Yeah, and how many points did Georgia put up?
0: 24 total.
1: Yeah, 24 total. So, I mean, that's not a great number, but you can win, especially with that defense. You should be able to win with 24 points. And they have won in the past. Yeah.
0: But... I guess let's start with Stetson Bennett. If you are targeting the tight end who is a beast, Brock Bowers is a beast. Georgia has itself an all time
1: absolute beast in this game type of player with him. Yeah. Yeah,
0: When he ran over those guys at like near the end zone, my God, a freshman. That was a moment there. But unfortunately, (laughs) it was a little too little too late. And with Bennett, it's here's the thing with Bennett and Daniels, Kirby's smart was right to start Bennett all the way up through Alabama. I think it was the correct move to start Stetson Bennett. The problem is when you realize, and surely Kirby Smart had to have realized this in the middle of the game, you are in a shootout. Your defense is not playing up to snuff. That should have been clear in the second quarter. Right. So accept it, acknowledge it, and adapt to it. Kirby Smart did none of that. That's long been your criticism of Kirby Smart, yeah, not, not just absolutely.
1: you. Absolutely. I, I would have liked to have seen JT Daniels. I understand that you still have two games potentially to play. Like you said last week, you don't, you might not want to open up that can of worms. Yeah. So maybe there's a little bit of that go into play, but I I honestly don't know. I, I don't know. I still don't know that I would put it on Stetson Bennett. Like I think you can still win that game with Stetson Bennett. There was a lot of play I calls, don't. dude, there was a lot of play calls where I was like, what are we doing here? Second and nine, you're running the ball, and we're down 10, 14 points. You know what I mean? Like I get you don't want to give up on the running game, uh, and and then from a defensive standpoint, the scheme. It was clear Georgia was better when they were sending the house. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, like they they could get to Bryce or yeah yeah they yeah, could Bryce get to so I I don't know where to point the 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 blame, but I don't know that I would put it squarely on Stetson Bennett's shoulders. Sure, would I have liked to see JT Daniels? Absolutely, but. I'm not putting it squarely on Bennett, but
0: he deserves some of the blame. Like some of the blame. I I think think Kirby Smart deserves more blame than Bennett. The defense deserves more blame than Bennett. But Bennett certainly deserves some blame. Okay, here's the thing with Kirby Smart. By not playing JT Daniels at all, by being stubborn as hell all season, this is a quarterback that's 7 0 and starts at Georgia, never lost. Okay, by being so committed to Bennett, so loyal to the walk-on, you set yourself up for failure. Had Daniels had meaningful snaps throughout the year, it would have been easier to go to him. Had Kirby Smart made other decisions, not just the Bennett-Daniels thing, but to continuously go for it on fourth down when the game was not yet over, uh, the fourth and ten decision in the red zone, to go for it instead of kicking the three points, that was stupid.
1: Yeah, I It agree. was dumb. That was tough.
0: And look, Bennett, you know, the, whether you like it or not, you can't have 16 targets to Brock Bowers and 17 total to the receivers. Yeah. Think about that. Jo- the we, receivers we, that Georgia has are capable, more than capable. How, how many catches did
1: Pickens have in the game? They, they were notable catches, and it felt like they didn't go back to him. Yeah, I, I think mean, it was
0: like, like two or three catches, five targets. Yeah.
1: Maybe he had had that one long pass, and it seemed like they didn't go back to him at all.
0: Running game non-existent. They rushed for, I think, 103 yards. Yeah. Um, But you stopped Alabama's rush, and that's just further to the point. Savannah's premier indoor baseball training facility, SBPA, is owned and operated by Ross Howard, and together with instructors who have played college and professional baseball, Ross and SBPA offer customized instruction year-round for baseball and softball players from ages 8 to 80. Think about that. 8 to 80 It's a young man's game. Full-length batting cages, pitching mounds, and a state-of-the-art technology to measure improvement are just a few of the highlights over at the academy. Call Ross at 912-484-5282 and visit the Savannah Baseball Performance Academy on Facebook for programs, teams, camps, and more information about how to take advantage of this great venue. Savannah's only year-round indoor baseball facility. Ross Howard, our guy, helping us out sponsoring the Hot Grids podcast. Give him a call, 912-484-5282. Kirby Smart did not recognize, or either refused to recognize, the fact that this wasn't the type of game That Stetson Bennett could have won. That's my opinion. Stetson Bennett could have never, ever won this football game. You need a quarterback to put up, look, a minimum of 42 points.
1: Yeah. I mean, When is
0: Stetson Bennett going to do that? That's not going to happen when you're rushing for 104 yards.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, again, I don't know that it's Stetson Bennett's fault, but I I do think I would have liked to have seen JT Daniels come into the game. And it, again, it's just seemed like a scheme loss. They got outcoached from the jump. Yes, they did. All the adjustments were made by Alabama. Like I, I you saw the same old tried and true methods from Georgia that just weren't working here in the spot. So, I mean... They've got two weeks, right? They've got two weeks until their next game.
0: Yeah, they play December 31st versus Michigan.
1: Hopefully, they're giving JT Daniels some first-team snaps. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, I really, I, I hopefully can't hopefully see a scenario wrinkles, you know. when,
0: when, where JT Daniels is going to play another snap for Georgia. I can't see a scenario where that happens because if not then, then win. Yeah. If not then, then win. So whatever happened in that football game, you were going to make the college football playoffs. Right. If I told you going into the game a Georgia quarterback – will throw the ball 48 times. Which quarterback do you want throwing it 48 yeah. times? It has to be Daniels. This isn't the Jake Fromm situation against Alabama when Justin Fields is on the bench. Jake Fromm, a four-star in his own right. right. This is a guy that Kirby sent out of the program, then comes back as a walk-on while there's five stars lined up behind him. Georgia had the better team. I still think that. They have the better team than Alabama. They don't have the better quarterback, and that's what won them the game. Yep. That's what won Alabama the game.
1: You can make an argument that they've got the worst quarterback left left to play. Yeah. I would probably argue that.
0: Yeah. And, look, and I like
1: Bennett a lot. I, th- I think he's played very well this year. So yeah, do I.
0: And I think you should start against Michigan. Yeah. Because I think that's the type of football game that you want Stetson Bennett to be your quarterback in. But on the defensive side, it looked and it felt like Georgia wasn't blitzing enough.
1: Fact, exactly. of, fact that of them, That's more... That's more what is. That's what's more concerning to me. Excuse me. That's what's more concerning.
0: Zero they, sacks.
1: Zero sacks, and they they didn't adjust on the defensive end. Like twenty four points is what it is. Like if you make if you make a couple more throws here or there, maybe you get a thirty one. You know what I mean? Maybe if you make a big play, if you, on kick the and 10, goals, if you kick the two field goals. You kick the two field goals. You know what? It's a different game. But not adjusting on the defensive end when it's clear that they've got all the momentum on their side. You got to throw in a wrinkle there. You know what I mean? You got to switch it up somehow. And yep. they just failed to do that. It was tough to watch, honestly.
0: Let me drop some stats on go you. Go ahead.
1: And, dude, uh, and I did want to say this. The the one deep ball, I think it was the first deep ball that was thrown by Alabama. The second he threw it, I knew it was a touchdown. On
0: a and, third and two play. Yeah.
1: The second he threw it, I knew it was a touchdown. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't, I just looked away from the TV. So that tells you all you need to know about, go ahead. That tells you all you need to know about Georgia's night.
0: Yeah. It looked like from that moment on, Georgia was a little shocked. Yeah. Because that hadn't happened to them. They you know, had them on their
1: back for essentially
0: it. all season. Uh, some stats for you Georgia blitzed 44% of the dropbacks for Bryce Young. That's the most they've blitzed all season. Now, that's with the caveat when you're forced to do it. You kind of, yeah. I mean, you don't really have a choice. So 44% of the time they blitz. On the 56% of the dropbacks where they didn't blitz, Bryce Young 17 of 23, 308 yards, three TDs. When they did blitz, the other forty-four percent, Young was eight for twenty for a hundred and three yards. Okay, so that tells you all you need to know. It's the most UGA I blitzed all season, but they had they didn't. It's like we said last week; they didn't get him down when they blitzed him. Yep. there was one play where they forced Bryce Young out the pocket, and he throws an option downfield. Like he's already running, and he throws laterals behind him. Like that's when I knew, holy shit! Like Georgia has its hands full. I think. Look. Adam Anderson, his off-the-field trouble has cost Georgia a little bit. He's still the leading sack man for Georgia. Adam Wild. Anderson is. So, I, I, you know, it, everything that Alabama had to do coming into the game that the talking heads were talking about was correct, and they did it. What Georgia was faced with, which was what we talked about last week, if you're down, if you're down two possessions, say in the first half or early in the third quarter, will Kirby Smart adjust? the answer was an emphatic no then after the game this guy Kirby smart refuses to take responsibility in fact he says it's a wake up call it could benefit georgia compares georgia to alabama losing to texas a&m and then running the table afterwards that ain't who georgia is you aren't alabama what is to lead us to, what what is there to make us believe that georgia could beat alabama well
1: if you say something like that and you win an natty, you've backed it up. You know what I mean? But so you got to go out there and win one.
0: What makes you, know? you believe that they could beat Alabama on a neutral field? Nothing. <sighs> yeah. There's nothing to make me believe that they could do that. And I certainly don't think that they'll do it in Indianapolis should they beat Michigan. Um, I would ask this, though. Did Georgia get the better draw f- as far as a matchup goes? I don't know if Georgia wants to see Desmond Ritter, to like a really quality, a future pro quarterback behind center for Cincinnati. I don't know if that would have worked out too well.
1: Honestly, I I've watched more Cincinnati games than I have Michigan this year. Michigan Um,
0: is who you think they are. They're grounded pound. I mean, very, very few, uh, like take the top off the defense type of players, but you know,
1: I'm still sitting here thinking that Alabama is the only team that's going to beat this Georgia team. You know what I mean? I believe that to be true. Yeah. So I I think we're going to have a rematch in, the only thing that's good about a Georgia team getting boat raced like that is at least they know now this team's been through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before, they were just rolling over everybody. So now we get to see what they'll look like. Maybe if we get into a close game, they'll, they can lean on that a little bit. You know well, what I mean? Yeah,
0: and he calls but, it a wake-up call so they weren't ready. Yeah. So step to the mic, get to the podium, answer the questions like a man, and say, look, I got out coached." I got out, coach. Yeah,
1: it was tough to see.
0: Man. Period. He did not say that at all to the slightest. In fact, he's offended when people even bring up the JT Daniels Stetson Bennett question. Uh, I don't know if there's something going on behind the scenes with Daniels. Something surely has to be up. Because when Buck Belue asked Kirby Smart on Sunday whether or not it was ever even a consideration to put JT Daniels in, was it ever discussed? Kirby Smart answered no. No, so not only did he not pull the trigger, it wasn't even in his head. Well, it wasn't I mean, even a consideration.
1: F- why would he say yes to that though? Like, he has no reason to tell the truth. First off, fair, right? yeah. Like, if you if you were, you're not going to tell Stetson Bennett that. You don't want Stetson Bennett to sit there and be like, "My job's on the line." When he's about to play the next, the two most important games of his career are none. Yeah, well, the next two games, you know. So I mean, I don't I don't put much stock in that, but. I don't know. You got to come out. Hopefully, they've learned. Hopefully, they've learned they can't just let Bryce Young dime them to death sitting back in the pocket with all the time in the world. They've, they've got to pin their ears back and get after him. Right? He just won himself a Heisman, too. The Heisman's you know I mean? done. It's over with.
0: The Heisman is officially done. Bryce Young definitely won that.
1: He just torched what people were calling the best defense possibly in NCAA Of all history. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How
0: dumb are we? We're so dumb. God, we're stupid. LSU, LSU, even, LSU, and Joe Burrow. We hadn't even Burrow. seen them
1: play a real quarterback yet, and we were like, "This is the best two du- defense." We were competing. Yeah, we were comparing. You imagine
0: him. what that offense would do to Georgia. Yeah, dude, they would score sixty. They'd break the scoreboard on Georgia. And look, well, I mean, I and, and well, to be fair, to be fair, the
1: defense didn't look like itself. You know what I mean? Like they they weren't getting the normal pressure. It didn't look like themselves. Maybe there's a little fatigue there. Maybe they're dealing with some injuries. They looked gassed. They looked tired, dude. So I want to see what this team looks like if they have a couple weeks weeks to heal up. You know what I mean? And have a game plan for Alabama because they clearly were not ready. Yeah. Like more more than anything, they weren't ready. They were just trying to do what's worked for them, their base defense. So, I mean, I want to see what it looks like. But that was was a terrible effort all around.
0: Yeah, it's just super disappointing. Brings you back down to earth. And it really, really made you feel like a Georgia fan once again. Yeah.
1: It's still a good, similar, still a solid defense though. Like we have twelve weeks worth of evidence to know that this is a elite, elite defense. It just got torched one week by a really good team. True, you know. So let's see. You know. True. A one podcasting here, but just wait and see.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll just wait and see. I think that there is a talking point. There is something to be made of the fact that Alabama played four overtimes the week before. Georgia played half a quarter against Georgia Tech, essentially their first line unit. And Georgia looked gassed in the third quarter, third wow. and fourth quarter. Meanwhile, Alabama was running. They lost their best receiver and didn't miss a beat. Yep, Didn't miss a beat. What we talked about last week was that Georgia's secondary was going to have to make tackles. They're going to have to limit yards after catch. That didn't happen. No. I mean, that didn't happen at all. The secondary was exposed. I don't know how good Georgia is in the secondary period. I don't know how good those players are. Period. Dan Jackson running around out there. At safety early in the first quarter was a joke. That's a joke. Um, and then again, again on offense, the lack of any sort of adapting. There's no changing. Zamir White just ran straight into the Alabama line yeah. every time he got the ball. Uh, Jimmy Cook was just non-existent. I mean, they didn't get him enough touches at all. Kenny McIntosh got more touches than he did. Um, I mean, and there's the a lot. They did get to... it,
1: it seemed like predictable run plays too. Like, yeah, like really like right behind the line. Like they, there wasn't anything creative about it. No, like no counters, no, like offsetting timing or anything. It was just no like
0: fake reverse after you hand it like none, none of that. Here's s- the ball sort of
1: go. Yeah. You know, eh, eh, it's okay. a vanilla man.
0: And it didn't work. Vanilla was the best word for yeah, it.
1: It was an extremely vanilla game.
0: So now Georgia gets and we'll talk about it more as as we lead up to it on December 31st, um, college football just still can't figure out the playoffs. No sport in the history of human civilization has had more trouble putting together a worthy playoff system than college football. They can't figure it out. Who in the hell would put your marquee game on New Year's Eve night? You're going to have to compete with people drinking and people having fun and enjoying themselves and living their lives as opposed to sitting down and dedicating four hours to Georgia versus Michigan? Like, why would you do that to yourself? Why would you want to dominate New Year's Eve? What sporting event in the world has ever done that, has ever wanted to do that? Nobody outside of college football. So they still can't figure it out, really, even though they have a 14 playoff now. um, It still seems like there's a lot to be desired. Uh, Georgia opens seven and a half point favorite over Michigan. Alabama, 13 and a half points over Cincinnati. That's the largest line of the bowl season. Alabama versus wow. Cincinnati. So that tells you what Vegas thinks about that. I can't believe they were an underdog to Georgia. I can't, I can't believe either. that. Can't it's so either. stupid. I do So wanna, dumb.
1: I do want to see. I mean, this is an Alabama team that almost lost to Arkansas. Almost lost to Auburn. They're not invincible. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they just clowned Georgia. But they're not invincible, especially to teams that can put up points. You know what I mean? So I want to see what Cincinnati can do against these bros. Maybe Cincinnati can beat them. If Georgia can't beat him, maybe Cincinnati can knock him out.
0: You know what? It, That's sort of my nightmare. Yeah. If Georgia beats Cincinnati to win the Natty and never has to play never Alabama, to play again, Alabama. Yeah. it won't feel the same. I, I mean, yeah, I, I can go ahead and tell you that it won't feel the same on January 10th when the national championship is. We know
1: this much, though. I mean, we have a solid sample size. Nick Saban has Kirby Smart's number. Yes. And he always will until he beats him straight up.
0: Or until he dies off. The guy's yeah, 70. Yeah. yeah. So string him up, dude. Somebody needs to take one for the team and just give them COVID. Go t- <laughs> deliver COVID to the doorstep.
1: I don't know that you can say that.
0: of Nick Sa- I just said it. <laughs> Georgia goes from playing the Heisman winner, Bryce Young, to a Heisman finalist in Michigan defensive end, Aiden Hutchinson, which is just, that guy had to go to Michigan. Yeah. Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, 14 sacks, 15 and a half tackles for loss in the minor leagues. I mean the Big Ten. Um, I still think Michigan's a better draw for Georgia than Cincinnati. Um, Did you make anything of uh, the people complaining that Michigan got jumped by Alabama at number one? No. I
1: mean, no. Clown show.
0: Alabama beating Georgia is surely more impressive than Michigan beating Iowa. Yes, absolutely. And so, (laughs) yeah, I saw those. I didn't even see people were saying that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, just anti-SEC people. I mean, people that really just find any way to hate on the SEC. Probably the same people that were arguing maybe Georgia shouldn't be in. It's a one-loss team that just handed the best defense. The number one team in the country. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Handed it his ass. Hell no. Get out of here with that.
0: Betting favorites to win the national championship. Alabama plus 120. (sniffs) Georgia plus 150. Michigan plus 750. Cincinnati plus 1500. That tells you really all you need to know. We We are headed straight toward Alabama versus Georgia. Good. Christ. again um if alabama unless they,
1: unless they put on a show like they did this past week
0: who's cincinnati no georgia oh yeah no they'll get housed yeah if that happens um hopefully there's some adjustment on kirby's side i would love to hear him take responsibility for once i've never i mean every coach says it we got out coach this was on me this was on me and he doesn't say that he doesn't say that at all he cost himself some money against Alabama, that's for sure, because all these giant coaching contracts, they're all more than Kirby Smart. I mean, you think about it like, Billy Napier is right there with Kirby Smart in terms of annual salary. That would have been boosted, surely, right after Georgia beats Alabama, if they had. But now, I don't know that there's any reason. $7.5 per year, that seems enough to me. Yeah. If you can't beat the one team that you have to beat. Seems more than enough. Um, uh, anything else from... College football playoff, anything like that? No, that's it.
1: Uh, I'm glad we get a couple weeks break of college football. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cleanse the mind of what just happened.
0: Yeah, we could use a good cleansing. Um, All right, I want to tell you guys about our college football bowl pick'em group this year. What, you don't like that?
1: No, I thought it was funny.
0: Oh, (laughs) cleansing? Yeah, we we could could use use a a good cleansing. Nice cleansing. Yeah,
1: just evoked images I didn't want to think about. What are you thinking about? I'm not going to tell you.
0: Paint a picture. You
1: getting cleansed. You know what I mean? Ooh, you talking about butt stuff. Ooh. No, I wasn't. But no, no, I'm no, thinking no, no. of butt stuff now. All right? Ooh. I can't stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I w- wanted to tell you guys about our bowl pickem group this year. It's back up on ESPN's Bowl Mania page. Just sh- search Hot Grits Podcasts, and the password is HGP. Um, it's free to enter. Use your name on your entry. Um, so for instance, Spencer won if you want to be eligible for the cash prize at the end, Jason Cheatham Chatham, Chatham. won Cheatham, Chatham last year. Um, So we're doing that again thanks to our guy, John Carr. John Carr Real Estate, the number one real estate agent in Savannah. Call him today. He sold 10 houses, Spencer, in the month of November. Moving houses. 912-228-0916. Check him out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter today, Uh, johncarrrealty.com. Tell him we sent you and he'll hook it up on the listing fees. John Carr Real Estate, 912-228-0916. One, six. And make um, sure
1: make sure you only enter once in that competition. Yeah. That, that it, happened last year where there was like 20 entries from one person. You're well, automatically.
0: Well, because yeah, uh, and, and people were using different names and stuff. Yeah. So if your name is not on your entry, you're not eligible for the prize. It's confidence points format um, once again. Uh, we'll stick with college football a little bit. Georgia Southern hired its offensive coordinator today, and usually I would not bring this up. Okay. Guess who it is?
1: I can't possibly guess who it is. You're right. That's
0: That was a bad one. We'll yeah. start over. Okay, don't guess who it is. I'll okay. tell you who it is. Brian Ellis, former offensive coordinator at Western Kentucky, former quarterback coach at Southern Cal, who recruited and signed JT Daniels. So now that we have JT Daniels, former head coach. Well, are we are putting on our tinfoil hat? Former head coach at Southern Cal, now in Statesboro. JT Daniels confirmed going to Georgia Southern. He's got to transfer to Georgia Southern, and I think Kirby already knows it. That's why he's not going to play him. Yeah. Could you imagine if he pulled Stetson Bennett and put in Brock Vandegrift or somebody like that, just like skipped by <laughs> JT Daniels, The <laughs> news cycle that would come out of that would be epic. Um, so I, look, that's something to watch now. Georgia Southern's higher. That, that staff has a lot of JT Daniels all over it. Got a lot of JT Daniels in there. This oh.
1: smells like JT.
0: Okay. Um, other news in the college football world. Our guy, Russell Damasi. interim head coach at Savannah State University. Sean Quinn, the head coach there for two and a half seasons-ish, got a job, deservedly so, at Virginia Tech. Um, Accepted it, and he's now on their defensive staff. So congrats to him, Sean Quinn, and also congrats to Russell Damasi, our guy, former HGP guest. um, Madden
1: enthusiast. Now
0: running a college football program. I'm pumped for him. Let's go. I'm pumped for him. So check uh, out Russell and Savannah State as they approach National Signing Day. Uh, One more local piece of football news. Benedictine in the state football championship game this Friday, 3.30 in Atlanta versus Carver, Columbus. Um, Look, I know a lot of people listening to this aren't high school football enthusiasts, but any time that we can bring a state title back to Savannah, I'm all for it. Doesn't matter what school it is. Doesn't matter what sport it is. So I'll be rooting those guys on. You can watch that. Uh 3 30 Friday afternoon in Atlanta. I think it's on um GPB, whatever the public broadcasting channel is. Um Okay, I think that's it for college football, unless you got something else. No, I'm good. Uh the Falcons did what we thought they were gonna do. Yeah.
1: They are who we thought they were.
0: They are exactly who we thought they they were.
1: They dude, they they tricked me. They tricked me right at the end of the second quarter with that pick six. Me too. I I started tuning in. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on.
0: I started (laughs) I started planning the parade route. I started planning the parade route. (laughs)
1: I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You win here. Is there a way to tie the if the Bucks lose out?
0: I like Matt Ryan for MVP here. Yeah. Early. And then Falcons yeah, yeah. yeah. Bucks 30, Falcons yeah, yeah. 17. <laughs> they don't they
1: don't score another point. All good.
0: They're five and seven. Still not Matt's fault. At Panthers this week. That's a win. Six and seven. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully. No, no, that's a win. All
1: right. right that's right.
0: a win. That's a win. And then the train rolls on. Then the train rolls on. You got to win at the Panthers this week. Uh, I forget who they played next, but then... Wait, so
1: you're now on the boat that this Falcons team is good?
0: I need this... No, no, no. They
1: are... They're good. Bad. They're good. They're a good team. They are a bad
0: football team, but I need them to make the playoffs. Right. To historically be, unquestionably, the worst roster ever. To make the playoffs? To make the playoffs. Playoffs? Ever. 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 Ever.
1: I don't know about that.
0: Even when the Dolphins made the playoffs using two running backs at quarterback. That
1: was a pretty bad roster, dude. Terrible roster. That had Chad
0: Pennington, I think. And he was the third best quarterback. Yeah. The two best quarterbacks were running backs
1: (laughs) on that team. They had this man lining up. He was a million years old. They had him lining up at wide receiver, dude. And they made the playoffs that way.
0: I always love when the quarterbacks split out wide when there's a Wildcat. And then they, they do that thing when they check with the referee that they're lined up on the line of scrimmage. Like, yo. I'm checking in. I love right it. That
1: was a good offense for like two years there. People, people really like to use that offense.
0: Dude, the wildcat. They're like, we can't figure it out. That was a if cr- they got a running back. They got a running back and quarterback. I
1: can't figure out what's going on here.
0: No one even thought of the RPO yet. Yeah. Like no one even thought about that. What the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> what a simpler time, a better time. Um. Uh. So do you think, do you think that the Falcons, if they win this week, are a playoff team? I, I- yeah,
1: I see them. I see them making the playoffs still.
0: I think this is the biggest game of the season. Yeah. Obviously, if they lose, they're out. Yeah. But if they can get to six and seven, they got a shot. Because the Bills at, that at point, the you end need
1: to go two and one, right? No, 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 no. You need to go three and one from there.
0: Yeah, I mean I you, they're going to have to beat I think the Bills and Saints to close out the season. Yeah. You're going to have to I'd probably win both of those games, which right. is a tough ask in January to win in Buffalo. But New Orleans may be out of it by then. Buffalo may have already clinched whatever it's playing for by that point. So who knows? Um, keep an eye on the Falcons, man.
1: Watch this space.
0: Keep an sure. eye on the Falcons, dude. If they win this week, though, you're over a seven and a half. Looks mighty fine.
1: Yeah. I, I'm still confident in that bet. I'm still confident in that bet. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Chris, I mean, we knew they weren't beating the Bucks. Come on.
0: Chris Godwin had 15 catches yesterday, man. Reggie just does whatever. Gronk- every week. Gronkowski
1: just looked like vintage Gronkowski. That Two fade titties, route. Dude. That fade route. It's unreal.
0: Brady just every week just – it's like he gets bored with winning a certain way, and he's like, hey, let's give this guy yeah. a career day. Chris Godwin has been a nobody. And then all of a sudden, he's basically Randy Moss and Jerry Rice wrapped up into one. They do have that
1: Antonio Brown thing kind of hanging over the franchise right now. Didn't he use a know, fake uh, – Yeah, fake vaccine card, and he got – Pretty he, sick. Well, he got – suspended for it and aaron Rodgers didn't like i don't i don't understand they both committed the same crime
0: you better be careful talking about aaron Rodgers like that because you know he doesn't miss anything that's true he's listening right now not to the recording as we record this yeah he's listening he's got
1: the studio bugged yeah he's
0: listening into it
1: um him and pat mcafee the dolphins
0: are going to be seven and seven they won again five in a row ho-hum they're gonna be seven (laughs) and seven on christmas day they gotta buy this week then the jets Mark it down, bro. Seven and seven, Dolphins, America's team. Fins up. Uh, America's team. Let's see. Who? What's the opposite of America? Russia? China?
1: China. The Hawks are China's team. Yeah.
0: The Hawks are China's team because they are a bad basketball team. They're twelve and twelve. They're tenth in the Eastern Conference, and their ceiling is a seven. The highest they will get this year <sighs> is a seven seed in the Eastern Conference, and even that seems like a long way away. I'm gonna though.
1: drop it down to a three. That's the ceiling. I'm gonna drop it down to a three this week. I'm going to drop him down one spot.
0: Tell me the number one thing you love no, about no, no, Hawks. No,
1: no, 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 no. I'm going to drop it down four. There's, there's not Whoa. a lot of health going. Yeah, I'm dropping it down two spots. That's a
0: big movement for me. Okay, I'm writing it down so we can be official. Yeah. This. Spencer, four seed ceiling. Travis, seven? Travis correctly picks seven seed. Okay. Ceiling.
1: The number one thing I like about this Hawks team is offensive versatility. There's a lot of places they can go with mm. the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of places they can go with the ball when Trey Young's not on the floor. The number one thing I hate about this Hawks team is offensive versatility. Everything because else. <laughs> they, they, they never use their weapons, dude. John Collins gets six shots a game. What are we doing? He's, <laughs> what are we doing? He's one of the best players in the world right now. He's unbelievable. He gets six shots a game. The guy can't miss. It, like They'll they will feed him for a quarter, and then he just doesn't touch the ball for the rest of the game. He doesn't get a shot up. its I, I, I've never quite seen anything like it. It's like... Uh, like last year when I was screaming about Anthony Davis not getting enough touches down low, like they, they, it was working and they would just go away from it in LA. The same thing's happening here in Atlanta that, It's so predictable. And I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't help that everybody's hurt. You know what I mean? Like they're the one Danilo
0: Gallinari injury away from being a good basketball team. <laughs> I really think that they're one Danilo Gallinari injury away from being a good basketball team. That being said, uh, awesome performance by the Hawks to lose by three to the Hornets. With to the Hornets. They give up 140 points. The Hornets, already not a good team. They're a they're terrible they're, team. They're, they're,
1: they're a decent team at best, but they were down like everyone. There, there was a lot of people not playing in that game. Terry Rozier,
0: their best player, probably wasn't in that game.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think Lamelo was playing either. I didn't watch the game. My I, God. I, yeah, I had to watch uh, on my phone. But I don't believe Lamelo was playing, and they lost to that roster pretty bad, bro. Trey Young not, did have thirty plus great.
0: points uh, in five straight games through December second. Yeah. Uh, then he had twenty five, not thirty, and that's how Atlanta lost to Philly by two on Friday. Then lost by three to the Hornets over the weekend. Uh, this is a tough watch. I did want to. I did
1: want to talk about Trey Young though. Uh, can you imagine? It's oh, a surprise if their if their record was. Four or five above 500. Let's say they're in, they're in fourth place or something like that. Trey Young's getting MVP consideration at this point, right?
0: Yeah, if they he's win. Got to. Which right? is always a problem with him. He, they got don't to. win.
1: What's well, not. You, you can blame anyone on that roster for this team not winning. You Except don't get, John Collins and Trey Young. You, you don't cannot get MVP blame
0: votes if you're not good enough to lead your team to wins. Period. In, in and he's been, been almost everyone else but him. And John Collins. I'm not saying he's been bad. i is saying he's not enough. He's not enough.
1: Clinkabella has been bad, bad. I mean, the the roster around him has been bad. Kevin Herter has been good. After that, it's like everybody else. The top three guys have been good. Everybody else has been shit. Danilo Gallinari, your your main guy that you were talking about. He's supposed to be an outlet valve. Nothing. Get nothing from
0: him. I wouldn't let Danilo Gallinari, like, I I swear to God, I wouldn't let him anywhere near the bench. He would have to stay in the locker room if he was on my roster. He would have to stay in the locker room. He's so, I would pay him to stay away. He takes awful shots on the offensive end, and then he picks his nose on the defensive end. Just does nothing.
1: The defense has been tough to watch without, without their wing guys. You know what I mean? It's like Even they without, don't know
0: how to start the offense unless they're taking the ball out of the basket on the other end. Yeah. like They don't know how to because they never get stops.
1: It's, the defense just falls apart whenever Clint's not playing well. You know what I mean? And He yeah. has been bad. Dude, as as a as a rim protector, he's been bad and he hasn't moved his feet well either. Like they can't switch. There's a lot going on on defense. Uh, Again, John Collins has been their most consistent player on that end. And it doesn't help that their best wing defenders are out. So that's your point of attack, guy. So Trey Young's just going to get abused if if you're trying to use him as your point of attack guy. But Cam Reddish just coming back. We'll see what that what they look like on that end with, you know, a little bit more help. But it doesn't look good, man. It doesn't look good. They're going to win some games though. Like the schedule's going to ease up and they're going to win some games, but yeah.
0: I hope so. They're 12 and 12. I mean,
1: it ain't great. It ain't, ain't great in Hawksland right now.
0: Anything else from the association?
1: No, I think I'm good there. We uh, did we Spencer, do need to talk baseball. Though. Just to
0: clarify, Spencer 4 seed, yeah. Travis 7 seed. Ceiling. Um, the lockout has begun. Yeah, so people are saying it's going to last till June. The lockout has begun in Major League Baseball and Buster Olney said, yeah, could be June. Could be June before they get something figured out. I know. I think that's a doomsday scenario. Yeah. Which is what you would expect out of Buster Only. Doomsday scenarios.
1: Um, Big doomsday guy. But I was born on doomsday. Were you? Yeah.
0: Wow. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Huh.
1: It's a little Wayne lyric.
0: The more you know. Carlos Correa rumors in Atlanta. Freddie Freeman still in the abyss. Gansby Swanson could be out. Where do you want to start?
1: Let's start with Carlos Correa. Carlos this, Correa. This team would never welcome him.
0: I don't like this it. At all. It doesn't never, seem like a fit.
1: This team would never welcome him.
0: It was these were rumors uh, started, of course, on Twitter. Right. So take it with a bunch of grains of salt. But I will say this: if Dansby Swanson is not an Atlanta Brave anymore, the Braves will lose probably ninety-five percent of their female fan base. Agreed.
1: And your fandom, right? You're, yeah, you're not a you're not a Braves fan anymore if Dansby's not there. That's Maybe not. Guy. Maybe not. There's no way they let Dansby walk after that postseason run. No I well, chase. look.
0: I think the fact that people were considering Carlos Correa to Atlanta that would mean Dansby Swanson would be on his way out, and then potentially for a first baseman would be the trade. Dansby Swanson and a prospect for a top of the line first baseman such as Matt Olson. In Oakland, and that would lead to obvious conclusion that Freddie Freeman is no longer an Atlanta Brave. Right. This is what the Braves did to themselves during this whole lockout now. There won't be any negotiating, no contracts signed. Freddie Freeman is just out there floating around in the abyss, wandering around in the woods, picking berries, looking for a hit. If
1: only they had an elite first baseman that was already on the roster.
0: You're talking about Young Handsome?
1: Oh, wait. They did. No, I'm talking about Freddie Freeman.
0: You, oh. you don't need
1: to, why would you trade for somebody that you're going to end up paying $20 million, $30 million a year? Yeah, that's true. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense if you already have that guy on your roster. I understand you don't want to pay Freddie Freeman $30 million a year when he's almost 40 years old. But you're not going to be contending by then anyway. You can send that contract out. I mean, I would true. assume they're not going to be that good for that long, right? They're not going to be World Series players for six more years.
0: No, like, not, for, is. not for six more years, but like I would think they would have to be one of the favorites in the National League coming into 2022. That yeah, won't be the absolutely. case. But it won't be the case if Freddie Freeman's not there. Yeah. Right? I mean, so you're talking about going from a World Series contender to not based off of one player. I don't think that's even an exaggeration.
1: Right? I, I don't know. It depends on how much of the roster you bring back from last year. I mean, you add a player like that in Acuna coming back next year, which, I mean, who knows what he's going to be. Good point. Like, But you do add a player like that. So – I don't I don't know that they would go from being contenders to not contenders, but they're definitely a better team with them. Definitely more of a contender with them.
0: Do the Braves no need to take some to responsibility for the way Georgia played in the Mercedes
1: and the way the Hawks are playing? Yeah, this is all on them.
0: God Brave, bless them. Braves fans of the Braves. The Braves. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Probably so. They brought this on us. Brian Snickers a World Series tour around the state. Not paying dividends so far. Not paying dividends at all. Um Anything else from from Major League Baseball? I think we're done.
1: No, I think I'm good there, man. I just I want to see Freddie back in a Braves uniform. That would me just break my too. heart. Especially if he went somewhere like the Yankees or Dodgers. I don't I don't know I don't know how I would handle that, man. That would suck. I've seen yeah I've seen a lot of photoshops with him in Dodger blue and they made me sick. I think Brandon Collins tweeted that at us. Yeah, that got some play on Twitter, dude. That's gross. How do they follow you? Follow me at Spencer underscore. Don't you dare forget that underscore. I'm so sick of people forgetting that underscore. Please don't.
0: At Jadon Sports for me, at Podcast Grits for the show, hotgritspod at gmail.com. Should you want to talk to us directly, all five stars, bro. Five stars, Rate five stars five only. Star. Uh, leave a review if you can. The Hot Grits on Instagram. Go sign up for the Bowl Pick'em. Yeah,
1: sign up for that Bowl Pick'em.
0: Presented by John Carr. Free to enter, cash prize to the winner. You have till December 16th Right. to hit that. So until next time. Stay safe, wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace.